Money Sense is brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group, four-time recipient of the Better Business Bureau Torch Award for business ethics and integrity. Ellen Becker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com and listen to Money Sense Saturdays at 2 and Sundays at noon. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Jean Range, Senior Wealth Advisor for Ellen Becker Investment Group. Ellen Becker Investment Group is located in Pewaukee, just north of I-94 between Highway 164 and Highway F in the Ridgeview Corporate Park. We're also located in the village of Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank Building across from my favorite store, Winkies. We also service clients in Bonita Springs, Florida. Visit our website at ellenbecker.com for more details. On that website, you're going to get some great information, and you can see some of the events and the seminars that we're going to be hosting in the near future. Today, I am honored to welcome Jim Larson, and he is a uh, representative of health markets, and our topic is going to be Medicare. We're going to go through the basics. Uh, Medicare has its open enrollment starting on October 15th, and so we want to uh, provide information to help you make an informed decision. So if you have an opportunity, grab a piece of paper and a pen. Maybe you'll learn something and jot down some questions that you might have. And then give your advisor a call. Um, we can be reached at 262-691-3200. So again, if you have questions, reach out to your advisor um, and they can definitely help facilitate a conversation with Jim. Um, so before we get started, I do want to welcome Jim. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Um, you've been a guest of mine in the past, and you've hosted the different seminars at Ellen Becker, and the feedback is amazing. So you provide so much knowledge and energy uh, to a topic that can sometimes be a little dry, and everybody thinks, yeah, I know about Medicare, and um, I learned something today, which we're going to talk about. Uh, so there's always these unusual situations that come up. Um, but before we even get into the topic, share a little bit about yourself and how you work with clients. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's uh, it's great to be back uh, and great to be able to participate in this, in this show and this opportunity and conversation. And what I do with Health Markets Insurance Agency is I work with individuals, self-employed people, early retirees, and folks well into their retirement, and I help them with individual insurance benefits, Medicare benefits, under 65 benefits, uh, a little bit of life insurance, a little bit of income replacement, but those individual products, those individual insurance policies from a lot of different carriers. So I work with a team of about 40 agents right here in Wisconsin, and we work with people face-to-face, -face. we work with people over the phone, we work with people online, and we help them just understand what options are out there and what direction might be the most appropriate for them when it comes to their personal insurance planning. I've been doing this personally for about 14 years, uh, having a lot of fun with it as a self-employed individual. Uh, I've got uh, seven kids at home that keeps me real busy, so I like to tell people, call me anytime because I'm probably awake anyways. But <laughs> So a little bit about me, but uh, ha happy to be here today and happy to share some information about Medicare and how to make sure that you'll are making the right decision and comfortable with your benefits. 
So just listening to that, we're talking about Medicare today, but you work with individuals in all phases of life. You don't have to be 65 and older to contact you. Um, you work with it, uh, various individuals in various insurance situations. So, mm-hmm. um, Jim, if they wanted to reach out to you, what number would they call? Thank you. Appreciate that. that that's correct. Uh, I do work with people of all ages, under 65, over 65. And my cell phone number is 262-510-6073. All right. So as I mentioned, I kind of want to take a step back and go through some of the basics of Medicare. And we're going to talk about terms. And some of these are pretty self-explanatory. But premium, when you think of premium, you think that's what an individual will pay for Medicare. Now, those premiums for Medicare vary from person to person based on their adjusted gross income. And what I mean by that is the more money you earn on your taxes or the more money you report on your taxes, the more you may pay for Medicare premiums. I bring that up because, as you know, at Ellen Becker, we have a whole tax team of CPAs on our team, and they work directly with our money management clients to be aware of what these income thresholds are to make certain that our clients are aware of that so there's no surprises when they get their Medicare premiums. Um, I won't get into the weeds on that, but um, contact us if you have any additional questions. Um, We're going to be talking about a deductible. Jim, what's a deductible? The deductible is a a preset amount. It's a fixed amount of dollars that the insured individual or the consumer is responsible for paying before the insurance company jumps in and gets involved. But then they often talk about this copay. And how is that different from the deductible? That's That's a really good question. And copays are kind of similar to the deductible in respect to that it is a preset fixed amount of dollars that the insured individual is responsible for. But copays are specific to procedures. A deductible is going to be different from a copay in respect to a deductible can apply to all medical services, where a copay is going to be specific to a service, like a copay for a specialist visit or a copay for outpatient surgery. Those are going to be different from a copay for physical therapy. So I like to tell people that copays are like bite-sized predictable amounts that you can anticipate for certain procedures. Deductible is more of a, uh, a broad term that's going to just kind of explain the initial, the initial cost to the consumer before the insurance company is going to kick in entirely. Thanks for clarifying that. When I think of Medicare, I know that the original Medicare parts were Part A and Part B. But I know, having um, attended your seminars and interviewed you in the past, there's really four parts to Medicare. You want to take a moment and go through those four parts? Sure, sure. Part A and Part B are, are referred to as original Medicare. This is very, very standard procedure. This is typically provided to you when you turn 65. There are different qualifications for it. We'll get to that in just a second. But the four parts, we've got Part A, Part B. There's also Part C and Part D. So let's break it down a little bit here. Part A is for hospitalizations. That's for inpatient procedures, skilled nursing facilities. It also includes coverage for home health care and hospice care. Part B, as in boy, 
That is more specific to outpatient procedures, doctor's office visits, follow-up visits, preventive visits, diagnostic type uh, concerns, and even durable medical equipment can be covered under Part B. And Part A and Part B, these are accessible through the Social Security office. This is standard for American citizens who have either turned 65 or they qualify because of a disability at any age. Um, And Part C and D are the other two pieces. I'm going to interrupt you just for a moment. If I'm employed and I'm age 65, will I um, use the Medicare Part A and B, or will I maintain on my workers' uh, insurance program? Thank you. That's a great question. And I get a lot of that question. I get a lot of people that are calling me at age 64 and a half, and they're saying, Jim, I'm, I'm turning 65. i got to get into Medicare. And the first thing I ask them is, well, are you still employed? Are you still covered by your employer's group insurance policy? Because you don't have to take Medicare if you choose not to. You can maintain your benefits through your employer, or you can take advantage of Medicare at age 65 if you'd like. And I've got a couple of clients that are very, very proud of their employer-sponsored group plans, and they maintain that coverage, and they don't they don't uh, get involved in Medicare until maybe a few years later, maybe when they decide to retire. So just to kind of summarize that, Medicare is not required at age 65. So you can qualify if you reach out to the Social Security office and let them know that you want to get into Medicare because they're not going to put you in it automatically because they know that you have group insurance. So there's a lot of information there. But if you're on an individual plan, the Social Security office knows it, and they'll help you get involved with Medicare very easily. If you are not on an individual plan and you're covered by your group insurance from your employer, the Social Security office knows that as well. So important to just work with an agent, work with an advisor, to make sure that you're not missing an enrollment period or missing an opportunity to take advantage of some of these options. Well, before we take a break, let's talk about Part C and D. Yeah. Part C is referred to as Medicare Advantage plans. Okay? You'll see a lot of commercials for these. A lot of them, they'll call it Medicare Complete. And Medicare Advantage plans can often include Part D, which is prescription drug coverage. So the four parts, A, B, C, and D. You've got A for inpatient. You've got B for outpatient. C, Part C, is a Medicare Advantage plan, and that's offered through the private sector. So some of these major, huge insurance companies, and I'll avoid saying the names of any of these companies, but you've seen commercials for all of these Medicare Advantage plans. And what they do is they combine the benefits of Part A and Part B, and most often they include prescription drug benefits, known as Part D, all in one source. So that way your claims are processed by an insurance company in one spot, kind of nice and neat. Now that, those four parts, those are really common. But there's one other piece of the puzzle here, Gene, and it's Medicare supplement plans. And that can be plan F, can be plan G, can be N, can be M. Uh, Fortunately, we're in the state of Wisconsin right now, so we only have access to one of those letters. Thank you, insurance commissioner. But uh, that 
is a whole other level of Medicare. Instead of a Medicare Advantage plan, a Medicare Supplement plan. And those are very different strategies, but one's not better than the other. It's just up to you to decide which one is more appropriate for you. All right. So we're going to take a break and then we're going to continue this conversation and learn more about what Jim is uh, leading us uh, toward. Um, With that, let's take a break and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Jean Range, Senior Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. If you had an opportunity to listen to our first segment, you know we have Jim Larson, who's with Health Markets, and my goal today is to really focus in on the basics and some information on Medicare. We know open enrollment is right around the corner, so as I work with my clients, I often get some questions. Um, We reach out to the experts, and Jim's one of those experts. If you want to reach out to him personally, his cell phone is 262-510-6073. And again, he's part of Health Markets. So let's continue our conversation. When we uh, broke from the last segment, we just dipped our toes into the Medicare Advantage Plan, which is kind of a a program where it's a one-stop shop. Everything's there. And then you um, sprinkled in the topic of a supplement program. Well, if you can have a one-stop shop and it covers everything, why would anybody even look at a supplement program? That's a, that's a good question. And the, the, the one-stop shop is kind of what we're trying to create by choosing a Medicare supplement plan or a Medicare Advantage plan. The What it really comes down to is Medicare by itself doesn't cover everything. So we get Part A and we get Part B from the federal government because we've been paying our taxes all of our life. And we end up with Medicare. But then we're talking about what Medicare covers and what it doesn't cover. So that's why people are choosing to purchase a Medicare Advantage plan or a Medicare Supplement plan because Medicare by itself doesn't just cover everything. So let me get a little bit more detail on that. Regular Medicare by itself has, uh, it's got exposure. And what that means is it has a deductible. It has out-of-pocket expenses. Uh, Part A, for example, has has exposure to the tune of going into the hospital. It's going to cost you 1600 bucks per benefit period. So just being hospitalized is... 1600 bucks, kind of almost each time you walk into the door. Um, outpatient coverage is going to give you a deductible of $226 in 2023, and then it's typically going to cover about 80% of your medical bills. So what does all that mean? That means that if you have Medicare, you're still going to have medical bills. Medicare is just going to help you so you're not paying 100% of your medical bills. But a lot of us try to reduce those medical bills as much as possible because in retirement, living off a fixed income, the last thing we want to do is have a giant pile of medical bills. So being responsible for 20% of your medical bills can be kind of intimidating. A Medicare Advantage plan, the very point of a Medicare Advantage plan is to reduce that 20% exposure to a predictable amount, to a manageable amount. 
So you know that 2023 or 2024 or 2025, you're not going to end up with an unacceptable amount of medical bills that can't be afforded. So Medicare Advantage is going to limit your exposure by creating an out-of-pocket maximum. Instead of having 20% exposure with no limit, you're going to end up with some co-pays, and you're going to end up with a maximum out-of-pocket. That's a little different than a Medicare supplement plan that's instead of Instead of uh, giving you some co-pays and giving you some out-of-pocket expenses, a Medicare supplement plan is going to cost more on a monthly basis, and it's going to do more right out of the gates with first-dollar coverage to limit your medical bills as the year goes on. So a lot of detail in there, uh, but trying to keep it general when it comes to the differences between these plans. But again, Medicare by itself doesn't cover everything. That has There's no coverage for, well acupuncture or hearing aids. There's little to no coverage right now still for dental benefits or vision benefits like glasses or an eye exam. That's, uh, that's where we want to turn to the private sector and look at a Medicare Advantage plan or a Medicare supplement plan to include some of these additional benefits other than just inpatient and outpatient procedures. So if I'm 65 years old and I know I've got this big decision coming this October, let's just assume my birthday is near October because we know there's a window of when you enroll for this on your birthday. Meaning if I turn 65 in February, when is my window to actually sign up and enroll? That's a, that's a good question. There's, there's the open enrollment period, which exists for everybody that's in Medicare, and that is from October 15th to December 7th. That's a really important time frame for everybody that's already in Medicare to review their plans, review their options, and make sure they're comfortable with next year's insurance strategy. But then there's folks that are just turning 65, like in your example, in February. That individual has three months before the month of their birthday, the month of their birthday, and three months after the month of their birthday. So that's a seven-month window that someone can, that anyone can reach out to the Social Security Administrative Office and let them know that they are very near their 65th birthday and they would like to activate their Medicare benefits. So again, that's three months before the month that includes your birthday, the month that includes your birthday, and three months after the month that includes your birthday is considered your initial enrollment period. So I'm going to focus in on that new enrollee. And let's assume I choose the Medicare Advantage plan. And that's a lower cost month by month. And I know it restricts me or limits me as far as where I can go. So it has to be a provider that's within that group. Um, so let's assume that I sign up for a Medicare Advantage plan. Do I ever have the opportunity to say, oops, I think I want a supplement plan? Yes, yeah, that's, a, that's a good question. Supplement plans can be medically underwritten. They are medically underwritten. What that means is supplement plans have the opportunity to deny your application. However, that supplement cannot deny your application if you apply during your initial coverage election period, which is that seven-month window that I just talked about. So if you're, if you're applying for a Medicare supplement 
in your original decision process for Medicare, then there are no questions other than where do you live and how do you want to pay for this? If you start off with a Medicare Advantage plan and you decide a couple years down the road, like you said, oops, I want to switch and I want to go to a Medicare supplement plan, at that point you're no longer in that initial seven-month window. So now you have to fill out an application in order to see if you qualify for a Medicare supplement on a medical basis. And that type of coverage has the ability to deny your application based on pre-existing conditions. So I've got some folks that come to me and they say, hey, I'm going into Medicare and I want to get that Medicare supplement plan because I want to make sure I have that level of coverage if I need it in the future. And that's where they don't have to answer any questions about pre-existing conditions, ongoing treatment or pending surgeries. It's just a happy birthday. You've been approved. That's interesting, and I just knew that was a unique feature, and I wanted to let everybody who's listening know about that. And it's a one-time, oops, I want to switch plans um, during that seven-month window. You cannot switch back and forth. That's that's correct. You, you can't switch back and forth an unlimited amount of times. All right. I'm going to focus a little bit on Part D, which is that drug plan, because we know when I uh, think of Part D, there's all these different thresholds of coverage, and I know they've changed things. And when I think of Part D as in donut, I know that there's something called the donut hole. Uh, take us through um, a conversation on Part D and how that works and what those thresholds are. Yeah, no, I'd be I'd be happy to. This is this is very, very often referred to as the most confusing part of all of individual insurance. Uh, so let's see if we can break it down and simplify it. <laughs> the, the, uh, the 2023 plan structure, there's, there's really four phases to Part D, prescription drug coverage in Medicare. Phase one is called your deductible phase. Okay, And deductible is where the consumer is responsible for 100% of the initial costs. So some plans might have a $200 deductible. Some plans might have a $400 deductible. And just important to understand your plan. Once your deductible has been satisfied, you're into stage two, which is called the initial coverage threshold. Once you're, once you're in your initial coverage phase, now your deductible has been paid, and now you're responsible for your co-pays. You pay your co-pays on your medication, and the prescription drug coverage insurance is paying the balance of the cost of the medications. So you pay a flat predictable expense, the insurance company makes it possible for you by paying the remaining balance until you've had $4,600 in prescription drugs. Then you're out of stage two and you're into stage three, which is called the coverage gap, also known as the donut hole. In that donut hole, now you're paying 70% of the manufacturer's discount, or the 25% of the enrollee's share. 5% of the plan's share. There's all kinds of different percentages that you're going to be responsible for in the donut hole, and you're going to be responsible for just a little bit more in some occurrences than on your copay. You keep paying for those medications until your total cost of drugs is hit $7,400. And then you graduate into stage four, which is called the catastrophic coverage stage. 
At that point, you're paying 5% of the cost of drugs or a $10 copay, whichever is higher. And I've got good news, ladies and gentlemen. The donut hole is scheduled to go away in 2025. So we're seeing some really cool improvements. We're not there yet, uh, but we are seeing some improvements in our prescription drug coverage. So hopefully this conversation that has been classically confusing uh, is going to get simplified a little bit in our near future. Well, this was really helpful. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Jean Range, Senior Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. We have had a great conversation with Jim Larson, who's part of Health Markets, learning all about um, Medicare and kind of getting into the basics as well as into the weeds a little bit. Uh, you might have a question that's stirring, and if you do, give Jim, Jim Larson a call. He can be reached at 262-510-6073. I just want to recap a little bit on what we talked about so far. So remember, everybody, there's an open window. So when you're newly 65 years old and you're eligible and you want to take advantage of Medicare, it's the three months before your birthday, the month of your birthday, and three months after your birthday. And that gives you a lot of opportunity to make choices. Remember, it's only during that window that you can move from a Medicare Advantage to a supplement with no underwriting. And that's a one time. We talked about open enroll and open enrollment. And these are for individuals who are already participating in Medicare. That happens at on October 15th through December 7th. So seek out an agent just like Jim um, to make certain that you're choosing the best plan. We did talk a little bit about Advantage Plan, where it's a one-stop shop versus Supplement Plan, and we got into the drug plan, and we learned that the donut hole is going away in, did you say 2025? That's what we're hoping for. 2025. All right, so we started talking about the drug plan, and I do want to ask Jim a question. You know, when you're working with clients, how do you advise them on choosing the right drug plan for them? Some people are on one prescription or none. Some people have uh, numerous prescriptions they're on to manage their life. Share with me what that conversation looks like when working with a client. that's, That's a good question. And that's a big piece of the conversation that I have every time. Uh, Prescription drug coverage is very, very important. And it's important to understand that it is required by law. So just like you mentioned, there's some people that only have one or two or no medications whatsoever. And I've come across quite a few people that say, no, Jim, that's cool. I don't take any medications. I don't need Part D. Well, Uncle Sam disagrees. And you are required to have prescription drug coverage at some level. As long as you're a Medicare beneficiary, you have to have some level of drug coverage. So there are some plans available through the state of Wisconsin that are very unique and very incredible. And there are some plans that are available through the private sector. And they range from a couple of bucks for the entire year to over $100 per month, depending on the medications that you're taking. So when I'm talking to somebody about how to help them find the right drug coverage, the it's very, very helpful when somebody tells me what medications they're on. So knowing the names of your medications, the dosage, which is the size of the medication, the frequency of the medication, do you take three a day or do you take one a day? Is it injectable or is it an 
Is it a topical cream or whatever the medication may be? These things can show up on these formulary searches, and that'll help us find out if your medication is considered tier one, tier two, tier three, because all of these drug plans have their own parameters. Whether you're in a Medicare Advantage plan or whether you're in a Medicare supplement plan with prescription drug coverage on the side, you're going to have different tier levels for your medications. And it's going to be very important to understand going into it, you know, what those medications are going to cost. What are they going to cost at this pharmacy versus that pharmacy? Uh, So I've got some people that don't ever want to go into this building, but they always want to go into that building. And that can make a difference on which drug plan you choose. So important to understand those details. And if your agent isn't asking those questions, just offer the information. Hey, would you like to know what medications I'm taking is a great thing for me to hear because sometimes it's not the right time for me to say, so tell me what medications you're taking. So just please don't be shy with offering up that information because it's only going to help you choose the most custom fit plan for your needs. So when we opened up the show today, you talked about the 40 different um, plus providers that you work with. So what you're sharing with me right now is each provider covers drugs differently. So I could be on drug ABC and depending on what provider I'm with, it's going to cover it differently. Oh yeah. Just yesterday I was working with a woman and we were having so much fun because we were looking at all these different companies. You mentioned that I have 40 providers. Health Markets is actually uh, capable and representing over 300 carriers across the nation. So there are lots and lots of companies to choose from. Yesterday I was working with a female and we found one particular plan that offered her medications at her preferred pharmacy for about 15 bucks a month. We found another Medicare prescription drug plan that offered the same medication at the same pharmacy for about $86 a month. So a big, big difference in these plans where you can find some plans where that medication might be $0 a month, and on another plan, that same medication might be $45. So very important to understand. This is a great time to mention and plug that Medicare.gov, 1-800-MEDICARE, is a phenomenal phone number and a phenomenal resource to understand all of the options available in your area. You can call 1-800-MEDICARE, You can look at Medicare.gov or reach out to a health markets agent, and we're happy to help you understand the options that are out there. I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about the Advantage plan, because when I hear one-stop shop, everything's there, things are covered, I know what my deductible is. Um, Within the Medicare Advantage, you can have an HMO plan or a PPO. What's the difference between those two? Well, it's spelling is the first thing. (laughs) <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> but there is, a, there is a big difference, HMO versus PPO. That's a great question. HMO stands for Health Maintenance Organization, and that's typically referred to as a smaller, tighter network. And what that means is if you're going to, let's just say, the uh, Acme Hospital, because I don't want to give any brand names here, but let's say you're going to the Acme Hospital system, that has to be in the network on an HMO plan. 
If you go out of the network because you're traveling uh, maybe outside the county or you're moving and shaking a little bit, if you're going outside the network, you're not going to have any coverage at all unless it's an emergency situation. So on an HMO plan, if you're in Wisconsin and you've got an HMO plan, a traditional HMO, and you're traveling down to Florida or you're on your way to Arizona or whatever, the only time you're going to have any coverage is in an emergency situation. If you want to go get a regular doctor checkup or something's bothering you and you think it's a sinus infection, you're going to have no coverage at all until you're back in the network. This is different from a PPO, which stands for Preferred Provider Organization. This type of plan offers you coverage at any doctor and any hospital coast to coast. The difference is you're either going to be in the network or out of the network. And in-network has lower cost, out-of-network still has coverage. You just have a slightly higher copay based on the fact that you are out of network. So I know that's a lot of information. Let me try to recap that a little bit. On an HMO, you need to stay in the clubhouse. You need to stay with that network of providers unless it's an emergency situation. On a PPO plan, you're better off staying in the network and staying with those providers. But if you'd like to see somebody in a different hospital system or a specialist outside of your network of providers, a PPO is going to give you the ability to do that and still provide some assistance when it comes to covering that event. All right. And then the other third option is the supplement programs. Yes. And that's where you work with 300 different um, providers, even with the Advantage plan as well, um, I know, as part of the 300 providers um, throughout the country. Um, The biggest reason somebody would choose a supplement over a Medicare Advantage plan is? Consistency and stability and predictability. On a Medicare supplement plan, you have a higher monthly cost and you have a lower variable cost. So what that means is on a Medicare supplement plan, you might be paying more on a monthly basis to have your insurance, but now your procedures, your utilization expenses are far less than on a Medicare Advantage plan. So you pay more on a monthly basis to have a Medicare supplement plan, but then your exposure is limited dramatically. If we could compare that to kind of uh, the group insurance that most of us are familiar with, I would consider the Medicare supplement plan would be closer to having a very, 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 very low deductible plan where you've got tremendous amount of coverage and little bit comes out of your pocket. As opposed to a Medicare Advantage plan, you've got the same benefits and the same coverage. You're just going to be responsible for more participation expenses. I hope I'm explaining that right. I think you did that extremely well. So we're going to take a break. We're going to be back, and we're going to finish up this conversation. Again, if you have any personal questions and you'd like to reach out to Jim, he can be reached at 262-510-6073. With that, let's take a break. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Jean Range, Senior Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. We have been talking Medicare because we know open enrollment uh, starts this October 15th. 
And we've gone through a ton of the basics um, with the different programs, but I want to focus this last segment on the supplement programs. And the reason I chose to do that is you can really customize the supplement program to fit your life and fit your lifestyle and your needs. When I talk about customizing a, a plan, a healthcare plan, um, Jim, go into the details on all the unique things that you can build into a plan. Oh, I'd be ha- I'd be happy to. It's a, a Medicare supplement plan versus a Medicare Advantage plan. We we talked a little bit about the differences there, where a Medicare supplement plan is going to have less variable expense. It's going to have a higher monthly cost, but it's going to have less surprise expenses as you start to utilize the plan. Uh, we found that a lot of people like to customize their benefits by including a little bit more vision or a little bit more focus on dental benefits. Uh, that's where we can add custom, kind of an a la carte approach to some of these personalized benefits. So if you'd like to add dental, if you'd like to add vision, that's very, very common to add to a Medicare supplement strategy or even on top of a Medicare Advantage plan strategy. You guys may have seen on the commercials, a lot of these retired quarterbacks are talking about these fancy Medicare Advantage plans, and they include some dental, they include some vision. And for the most part, those commercials aren't lying entirely. Uh, But these benefits can be included in a Medicare Advantage plan, and you can also purchase more just on your own free will. If you wanted to enhance the dental benefits, it's just a matter of talking about what it is that you need and how to get it. But above and beyond dental and vision, there's hospital confinement policies, there's cancer policies, there's accident policies, and these are the types of policies that are considered indemnity benefits. Indemnity benefits are very specific in respect to they pay cash directly to you. They don't pay the doctors or the hospitals. They don't just shift around money with the insurance company. They actually put cash in your hand. If you want to use that cash to pay for your co-pays, to pay for your deductible, to pay for your out-of-pocket expenses, then you can do that. If you want to use that cash to pay for a trip to Disneyland or a hotel stay near a hospital or replacing some lost income or whatever you want to use that cash for, you can use those those types of policies to give yourself better financial protection if you actually do need to use your insurance for something dramatic. So a cancer policy, for example. I ask everybody, who do you have your cancer coverage with? And some people look at me and they give me the answer. A lot of people look at me and they say, well, what do you, what do you mean? Doesn't Medicare cover cancer? The answer is yes, of course, Medicare covers cancer. But you can have a policy on the side that simply provides you with 20 or thirty, or fifty thousand dollars in tax-free cash, because maybe you're going to want to go out of the network, or maybe you're going to want to try a medication that isn't "quote-unquote" approved yet. Uh, so insurance doesn't want to cover it. Rather than go into your retirement savings, rather than break open the piggy bank to spend on these types of expenses, you can buy ancillary insurance products to complement your Medicare strategy in order to keep your retirement savings in the bank or invested in something more fun than just your out-of-pocket expenses. 
So, Jim, I'm going to interrupt because we actually have a, a client in a uh, situation like this, and they did have the plan where they did receive the tax-free dollars. They used it for a couple things. Number one, they upgraded their house to include a ramp, and they remodeled their bathroom and their kitchen so she could uh, remain in the home. And um, they also used some of the funds to take a family vacation. They wanted to create some memories. And so this was a great way of utilizing that type of plan. And so um, you do see it on commercials now where these plans, quote unquote, they say will help you pay for your rent or your mortgage. And this is exactly what they're talking about. What I've found is it's kind of it's kind of shocking. But the reality of it is, is health insurance, whether it's under 65 or whether it's Medicare benefits, it turns out. Health insurance is fundamentally flawed. It's designed to protect doctors and hospitals from our inability to pay their enormous bills. So we purchase health insurance to make sure that those bills get paid. But the the products that we're talking about right now that allow you to modify your home, build a ramp, adjust the door into your kitchen, those types of products, that is where we can purchase benefits to really help us. That's where we're buying insurance to benefit us financially as opposed to just protect us from a potential bankruptcy because the cost of medical care is so incredibly high. Well, I'm going to take it one step further because some of the funds were also used to care for the house, such as snow plowing, lawn cutting. So uh, this woman had children, but when her children visited, she wanted them to come visit with her. They didn't want them to do yard work and to do all the maintenance around the house. So it was uh, so good for us to see this plan put to work. That's um, excellent. I'm, 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 I'm sorry that she got paid out because obviously it created a there, was a, there was a diagnosis or something uncomfortable that created it, but I'm glad that it was able to work uh, because it was in place appropriately. Before we close this segment, I wanna talk about your knowledge. You come with so much knowledge on this topic. And we see such a benefit for you uh, to share this, whether it be one-on-one with a client or in a seminar. Um, I'm going to ask the question, how do you get paid? And does it um, matter if a client buys a policy off the internet or works through you? That's, uh, that's, that's awesome. And I appreciate that. And everybody, either they either want to ask me or they find a way to ask me, uh, how do you get paid? And how does this work for you, Jim? And the why I work with health markets and why I've been with health markets for over 14 years now is because of the massive amount of product portfolio that I have access to. These 300-plus carriers across the country, they all give me a commission. They all pay me some level of commission. But the cool part about that is there's so many different options that I'm not trying to, health markets isn't trying to, present a certain product. Um, If you're working with a captive agent that works for one company, they're working for that company. Uh, In my opinion, I get to work for my clients by looking at the entire market. So I've got access to all of these different products. They all have the ability to pay me a commission, so I don't need to choose only the one that pays me. The, The cool part is, is there's no cost to any of the consumers ever for dealing with me. If you're working online at the library, if you're calling 1-800-MEDICARE, however you're obtaining your benefits, they're always going to cost the same. If you're working with an agent like me, 
it's still going to cost the same. However, you're going to get my cell phone number and you're going to get round-the-clock service. If you need help, we're going to be right here to help you for no extra dollars. So it doesn't matter which carrier you choose because we've got access to so many of them. My goal is to help you choose confidently. Well said. With that, I want to share Money Sense airs on Saturdays from 2 to 3 and on Sundays from 12 to 1. If you've enjoyed today's show and want to learn more about EIG and our upcoming events, please visit ellenbecker.com or give us a call at 262-691-3200. As always, I hope I've made a difference in your personal and financial well-being. Remember, before we plan, before we advise, before we invest, we always listen. Be well.